Welcome to another edition of The Greater Work, the audio outreach of Christ Worker Ministries. Listen in as experienced employee and minister, Sean Gibson brings biblical insights to help you worship God both in and with your labor. Now, let's get to work. Have you ever had a moment at work when you think to yourself, what is wrong with these people? It can be a boss that is out of touch with the workforce, a worker that thinks that the Illuminati is going to be coming after them at any minute, or even a client that wants you to give them extremely specialized treatment before they buy from you. More on that one in just a minute. When it comes to weird and annoying coworkers, my friend, we all have them. And if you think, well, I don't have any weird coworkers, my friend, you in fact may be the weird one. I'm Sean Gibson, and welcome back to the Greater Work Podcast. We're talking about how we as Jesus followers can handle frustrations at work, and if you haven't guessed, we're going to be talking about those frustrating people that we encounter at work. Whatever the point of frustration is with them, uh, look, God's word is full of help when it comes to working with ridiculousness. Hebrews 12, 14 says, pursue peace with everyone, as well as with holiness, which no one will see the Lord if you don't have it. The writer of Hebrews just gave us the bottom line when it comes to working with people that are very difficult and frustrating. How you handle the challenging and frustrating people will affect how much of God that you will see here and now, period. When at all possible, pursue peace with those in your work environment. Now, peace here in the original part of scripture, it means that you're going to be joined or tied together. Practically, find something that will unite you with that person. Having worked in sales my entire work life, one of the things that I've learned to do early on is when I walk into a client's office or a place of business, I look for things that I have in common with them. Maybe it's a picture on the wall that can tell you a lot. Maybe they have kids and some of those pictures. Well, talk with them about those kids, especially if you have kids. If they have a picture of an amazing background there, um, ask them where that picture was taken. Maybe it was on their favorite vacation. Allow them to talk about it. And yes, there are times when I've walked into a meeting and there was absolutely no cues that I could pull a common denominator from. And when that happens, my friend, that's really when you have to rely on the Holy Spirit's promptings to discover a common denominator between yourself and that other person. Also, in seeking peace with an individual, ask yourself, is it possible that I offended them with something that I said or something that I've done? If you did offend that person, own it. Acknowledge the mistake to the person and ask for their forgiveness. And along with that, tell that person what you're going to do differently so that that offense doesn't occur again. Proverbs 18:19 says, an offended brother is harder to win than a fortified city. And disputes, they're like the bars of a castle. If you've offended a manager, if you've offended a coworker or a client, Be the bigger person. Take responsibility for your actions. This is not only godly, but it shows that you're growing in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. This leads me to the next strategy that we all need to grow in when it comes to working alongside frustrating people. We need to allow God to develop the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our life. Galatians 5 verses 22 and 23 goes into much detail about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and even self-control. For a full teaching on each of these dynamics of the Spirit, check out my series titled The Results of the Holy Spirit at Work, where I go into extreme detail about how you can live out the fruit of the Spirit in practical ways in your workplace. When we spend time in God's presence, praying and reading scripture and studying his word, of course, along with offering praise and worship, you can't help but experience spiritual growth in the process. As a result of that quality time with him, you're going to see a supernatural kind of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, you get the point. You'll be experiencing all of these things with your boss, your coworkers, and your clients. 
Now, there are some people in this world that are so frustrating that no matter how many times you try to find something in common, there's never anything there. And even more challenging, although you have the fruit of the Spirit flowing through you like a Mack truck in a tornado, they are still beyond difficult. And that's where prayer comes in. Jesus spoke in Matthew 5:44, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In Scripture, there are countless occasions when prayer was offered to God, requesting that an individual would have a change of heart, that they would discover God, and also become less obstinate, or that they would just be removed altogether. And time after time, God granted the change and rewarded the one who prayed it as well. One of my favorites is when God got involved in a situation where David, before he was a king, was being disrespected by a guy named Nabal. David and his men were protecting Nabal, his wife, all their lands and possessions from invaders and intruders. When David asked for, let's just say, some complimentary food and supplies from Nabal, the answer was an emphatic no. That night, Nabal's wife, Abigail, was fearful at her husband's response to David. She was concerned that David and his men might come and attack their home and their estate and hurt both her and her husband. So to counteract this, she gathered a feast of food and personally delivered it to David and his men. David was really taken back by her act of bravery and spared Nabal from any retribution. When Abigail returned to her husband, she told him what she had done. Now Nabal was so disturbed by what Abigail had done, he had a massive stroke and died shortly thereafter. After learning of Nabal's death, David had already been impressed by Abigail's wisdom and character, so he proactively went after her and made her his wife. Another frustration that you may have is when you are working with a client that's asking you to go above and beyond what normal practices are. Look, I do believe in exceeding expectations, but when it comes to bribery, when working with a customer to make the deal, that's when things get messy. The Bible acknowledges in Proverbs 17 and 8, a bribe is a charm to its giver, and wherever he turns, he will succeed. But it also discusses the results of using bribery to swing the decision towards your desired outcome. Ecclesiastes 7.7 7 says, A bribe corrupts the heart. The word corrupt here may sound kind of mild, but in the original Hebrew, it means to be annihilated, destroyed, to be obliterated. My friend, if you offer a bribe, let alone even receive one, you are allowing destruction to come into your heart. If your customer requires bribery to close the deal, walk away. No sale is worth the damage that it can bring to your life. And again, when I say walk away, I mean remove yourself from that person. If they live in a tornado at work, you don't want to get caught up in their stormy behavior. Peter says in 1 Peter 3 verses 11 and 12, Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord, they're on the righteous, and his ears are inclined to their prayers. In God's view, if you've done anything remotely possible to work with a frustrating person and it's simply not working out, walk away. That doesn't mean that you're a bad Christian. It just means that you're wise enough to know that there are more significant problems at play and you are not going to fix them. Again, continue to pray, but distance yourself until you see an opportunity again to demonstrate Christ and to create a connection. My friend, if you're dealing with that type of frustrating person at work, I want to pray for you and I want to pray for you right now. Will you join me? Father, we thank you that you have given us an opportunity to be an influence for Christ in the workplace. We don't take that lightly. But God, while we're there, we do have a job to do. And sometimes we are working with people that challenge us and not in a good way. So Father, I'm asking you right now, give us the ability to work alongside these people peacefully. Help the Holy Spirit to flow through us, manifesting your amazing fruit out through our lives. We pray that you would draw those coworkers of ours and our clients to know Christ, but until that moment happens, Father, I pray that you'd give us the character that we need to persevere 
and to work through all of those difficult situations that they might be bringing our way. Father, we thank you for bringing us to this situation because now we have another opportunity to see your amazing hand at work. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to The Greater Work, a Christ Worker Ministries podcast. The Greater Work is supported by hardworking listeners just like you. To learn more about Christ Worker Ministries and how you can become part of our growing outreach, visit ChristWorker.org.